everybody. Happy Picking Bones Tuesday to you. I hope you've had a great start to your week. Um, I've been snowed in. Uh, we finally got a plow truck to come through our neighborhood uh, just today, and uh, it's been it's been a snowy, snowy uh, last week here in uh, my neck of the woods. But um, you know what? I'm glad for it. It should be snowy this time of year. It should be bitterly cold this time of year. That's what is normal. And uh, so, and plus it's, you know, so much better than when it's like a million degrees out in July. You know, I like this weather. So it's uh, uh, good to be back with you, though. I hope you're staying safe out there working and traveling and everything else that you're up to, hunting maybe still in some places. Um, but for this episode of Pick and Bones, which, of course, is presented by Spartan Forge, um, I just thought it'd be good to uh, kind of reflect on 2023. You know, I've kind of done that in some ways, like in a soft way, I guess, where I've, uh, you know, uh, done the hunt updates and we talk about those successes and so forth. But I thought it'd be nice just to kind of work down the list almost in like a count your blessings kind of way, I guess, and uh, just go through everything, uh, all the highlights as far as hunting go uh, for me this year and how this podcast goes. Um, but, uh, you know, that'd be a great one just to start out with is the podcast growth this year. A big thank you to you guys for, um, uh, you know, liking the podcast, giving it a good rating, and uh, coming back every episode. That's been huge. You guys have been sharing it with friends. Um, it's been just a tremendous uh, help to me. Obviously, um, you know, we don't all, you know, at least I don't do this for just the download and listen and streaming analytics. I mean, that's nice. It's good to see that. Um, the main thing is I just like talking about hunting and I like reaching you guys to this, this, uh, medium. It gives me like a way to make hunting, um, not totally, you know, just about my own experience. And I'm not saying that you have to have a podcast or YouTube channel or whatever else to not do that just for me personally. Um, I felt like this allowed me to, you know, share it with others and try and be, a, you know, a blessing to other people in a way. And so, um, uh, it's important though, to look at those analytics as well, though, from the business side, cause it is nice with as much time as I do invest into doing the show, um, that, you know, my family can see some financial benefit from that as well. And so, um, it's been great, um, being able to see the podcast grow in that way. I picked up a new sponsor this year in old barn, uh, taxidermy and uh of course continuing on with spartan forge and east west hunts that has been just tremendous um another big growth thing for this year was i was on a lot of different podcasts this year um uh just uh been a lot of fun to i guess reach new audiences in that way and uh, so I'm just grateful for those opportunities as well. And we can share some of that first gen message um, that you guys are used to every week. And I've uh, been able to do that. So I'll just try and give a quick shout. I uh, hope I don't forget anybody here, but um, I'll name some of the podcasts that I was on this year. Um, you should check out the uh, Brownfield Ag News podcast called Outdoor Adventures with 
my friend Brent Barnett. Um, I was just on his show last week again. I was on there several times this year. I think I did maybe four or five episodes with Brent this year. Um, just a great guy. He's been on this show before. We talked about our turkey hunts this spring. Um, so go check his show out. Um, Andrew Lukosevic with Endure Hunt. I was on his podcast this year. Uh, Andrew's just become a, a great friend and somebody who's a fellow first-gen hunter, somebody who's uh, had to learn it all himself, and he's done a great job and, and is becoming a great hunter. Uh, so go check out the Endure Hunt podcast episode I was on. Um, a new, a really good friend of mine, Jake Hofer. Uh, we had Jake on the First Gen Hunter podcast and then uh, several months later, he asked me to come and uh, interview on the Land podcast, and uh, um, just had a great time with that, and uh, really enjoyed getting to meet him on uh, through his show, and uh, was also on um, uh, George Blitch's podcast, the Son of a Blitch podcast, um, which of course is you know play on his name, um, but uh, great content over there and. Um, uh, George is just a great interviewer. Um, as you could tell when I had him on, on, uh, this show, uh, George is, is just a really good person to talk to a lot of, you know, like some people are just like nice people and George is one of those people and, uh, he's experienced a lot of different things. He's got a unique perspective coming out of Texas and a different way of hunting down there. But, um, I was on his show and, and had a really, really fun time talking with him. And I feel like there's one in there I'm missing. I'm sorry, so sorry to whoever that may be. Um, but just, you know, just a great time this year getting to meet these other people, be on their show, and, and like I said, share the first-gen message with other people outside of, you know, our normal, our normal circle. So uh, that's been a lot of fun. And then as far as just like straight hunting goes, man, it's been a busy year. Um, in some ways, I would say 2023 was my best hunting season yet. Um, in other ways, um, maybe, you know, it definitely from like a trophy hunting standpoint, which we may all shy away from that term, but I guarantee you most of you listening to this, if you had a big buck to shoot or a small buck to shoot and everything else was equal, I bet you'd probably take that big buck, right? Or if you had a buck in a field and a doe in a field, uh, you'd probably take that buck. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to say, you know, I'm after antlers as well. Meat is primary. Yes. Adventure is up there, but I'm also after an impressive trophy value that I want to take home. I want to have something, uh, that goes on the wall, you know, eventually I'll eat all the meat, but what do I got that lasts for a long time? You know, that's, I, I want that, but I did not shoot any antlered animals this year, um, which was okay. It was, uh, um, you know, this was a year coming after two great buck years. Um, in 2021, I shot a really nice buck, nice 10 point. And then in uh, uh, 2022 season, I shot a, uh, a I mean, truly an, an Iowa giant, uh, an awesome, awesome buck. And uh, so coming into this year, you know, of course you hope to kind of continue to build on that success. But, uh, instead I got my success in another way. Um, and we'll talk about that, uh, later on here in a few minutes, but so by some measures, you know, uh, the way that I would say it was my best season 
is uh, in my success with my bow, finally. Um, I did some more, like I included my kids some more in hunting this year, which I want to share that about. I shot two new species. So I filled two new tags that I've never filled before. That was really cool. Actually, technically three tags I've never filled before. We'll get into that though. Um, And I had my first successful uh, out-of-state tag. You know, like I've shot a squirrel in another state once. But uh, as far as like filling a tag in another state, I did that for the first time. So, uh, and you know, so like in some ways, like I said, could be considered my best year. But in other ways, um, maybe not. So it's kind of open to interpretation, but I guess my interpretation of it is most important. So, um, I, I don't, I guess I don't really know where to, where to say, I guess maybe I should say it was my best season yet, but we'll get into it. So it started out in May. Um, I did my normal Turkey hunt with my dad and my son. We all crammed into a little, uh, Turkey blind that I have. That's going to get tougher as my son gets bigger, but, um, we had a great time. We sat, sat in a great spot. We used a strategy that Heath Rayfield taught me when I interviewed him in a podcast. And, uh, we called in, uh, a bird from about 500 yards away into our decoys and it would have been an easy shot for about 15 solid minutes. This Turkey was, uh, just walking back and forth. I guess you could almost say strutting back and forth, uh, in between our decoys. But I say almost because it wasn't a Tom and it wasn't a Jake. It was a hen. We called in a hen from way far out and she came in and we just thoroughly enjoyed ourselves watching her. Um, then we just, it it shut off after that. We didn't see any more birds that day, but, uh, that was like a great piece of success. And then the following weekend, so I think it was the second to last day of the season, I went back out, hit a piece of public land right uh, down the road from my, uh, actually, I'm not going to tell you right down the road from where. Um, It was close to, how do I want to say this? I'm not going to say it. I don't want to spot burn. But uh, I went to a piece of public ground and uh, and, um, it was like a, Start out like pretty normal weather in the morning, um, just kind of like that balmy uh, late spring uh, kind of feel. You know, it's like the second to last day of turkey season. So, you know, around like the, I think it was after the 10th of May, if I remember correctly, like maybe May 13 or something like that. I can't remember. But it was the second to last day of the season. So already getting kind of warm and humid um, and a thunderstorm was rolling in. So it was like right when I pulled up, it started thundering and uh, I knew where I wanted to go. I hiked in. Thundering was picking up even more, getting pretty dark out. And that thunder, though, when I got to where I wanted to hunt was was uh, had the turkeys like all riled up. Like there was all these shot gobbles going on. And, um, so I knew like there were birds close by. So I got there and by the time I got to where I wanted to set up, it just unleashed. I mean, just the heaviest, heaviest rain I think I've ever been outside for, um, just absolute deluge of, of rain fell for about, oh, 30 minutes maybe. And, uh, uh, maybe not even that long, maybe more like 20 or 25 minutes. And, uh, I got soaked to the bone. The only thing dry were my feet inside of my crispy boots. So there's a review for you on crispy, but, um, I was totally, 
totally drenched. And I thought about like giving up on the hunt. Um, but I was like, no, I'm here now. I'm already wet. We know there's birds here. I'm going to stick it out. And sure enough, as soon as the rain cleared off, I was able to call that turkey in. And uh, this Jake walked into up to my decoys. It was on his way there. There's a train of about three of them. And I shot the one that I knew for sure was a Jake, although I'm sure all three were really. Uh, but I could see his beard and spurs and everything. And uh, so I got my first ever turkey and uh, felt so good to do it the way that I did. Um, you know, it was just, it was just me and using some really great advice from Heath Rayfield. And it just was probably, uh, man, I mean, my, my white tail this year that we're going to talk about might be my, might be tied with it. But at that point, my biggest accomplishment, uh, I've had my time hunting, um, you know, is just, and yes, I know I've, I've killed some really cool bucks and stuff like that, but it, it, you know, and we talked about trophy value earlier, but just like I had there a lot more resources and a lot more things to like help me along that way. Whereas the turkey hunting, I really had to figure that out largely on my own. Um, I've, you know, I've never, never gone turkey hunting with somebody that's, gone turkey hunting <laughs> if that makes sense like it's either only been on my own or with um my dad and my son so uh just a really special thing to be able to have some success with that really great feel great way to kick off 2023 then uh fast forward to uh september always kick off the hunting season uh with some dove hunting and uh, I did that with my brother Jake this year. My brother Jake came to visit on Labor Day weekend, and we got out, and uh, we shot one dove. So it wasn't, like, super productive or anything. But we got a bird down, and and uh, we just had fun hanging out together. It was the only time we got to hunt together this year. Uh, but uh, it was a, definitely a highlight when I look back at the year. Then in uh, late October, we had – and. and uh, I think uh, Bill Winky was the one to say it was going to be the best weekend, and I agreed with him just looking at the weather data uh, going into that weekend. The last weekend of um, October, right around Halloween, and we got this massive cold front in. I mean, it was like a 40-degree temperature drop that weekend. And that going along with what was going on biologically for bucks and their testosterone levels at that point just was a prime intersection of those two things. And uh, I got out and had my best hunts of the year, almost got a really nice buck, but, um, I just wasn't in the right spot for him. And so I went to the spot that was the right spot, which was about 10 yards to my right from where I had a, a shot at him the night before and actually where I started out and I should have stayed there and I could have shot him. Um, but, um, I moved at the last second. And, uh, uh, so I went back to that spot, made that little adjustment and I finally, finally was able to seal the deal on a bow kill. It was the, I think the fourth or fifth deer, unfortunately that I, uh, um, you know, needed the opportunity to get it done. Um, but I finally did. And, uh, I was just, it just was like almost too good to be true. You know, when I saw a deer drop in just, you know, 25 seconds and, uh, found, you know, watched, watched her drop, 
saw the you know, arrow fly through or fall out of her and uh, just really got to like have immediate confirmation that, yep, you did it. You finally did it. And I filled my first ever bow tag and uh, that felt so good. It was on a nice mature white tail doe, shot her from the ground, you know, in a spot that I just kind of picked out based on some of the uh, hunting I'd done earlier in the season and was close, but not quite close enough on two bucks. And, uh, she walked in, there was a small buck behind her. I'm glad I, the doe came through first. Cause I would have been real tempted to shoot this, you know, year and a half, maybe two and a half year old buck that was behind her. Um, but the, the doe gave me the shot and, and I gladly took it and, uh, my family has been eating on it and we've been eating really, really well. And, uh, just the whole experience with that, even my grandpa coming out, driving out in the field with his pickup to help me pick up the doe, my son Jonas riding along with him, Jonas holding the flashlight for me while I was, uh, uh, gutting the deer later that evening and helping me guide me back into the shop when I was hanging her up and everything, just him kind of growing up a little bit through that experience and participating. All of it was just really, really awesome. And a, and a special part of 23 and a huge highlight. Then of course, um, uh, after that was, uh, you know, basically more bow hunting. I went on a, uh, uh, rut trip. You guys know the story about how I got sick and didn't get to see that all the way through, but my friend Tony shot a, a nice little eight point while we were there. And, uh, so that was awesome. And then Caleb and I went to, uh, well, no, after that was, or sorry, before that was, uh, sharing the land. So I think you guys heard me talk about that. Uh, I think I did a pick and bones on something or other. And I talked about our sharing the land day that we had coming up is when I was getting my Ulysses S grant voice. Um, but, uh, my, uh, good friend, Doug Duran and another good friend of mine, um, Jace Elliott, who's been on this podcast. <clears throat> uh, we, uh, we got together with, uh, the other guys that, uh, you don't know. Um, but, uh, I know Robbie listens to this podcast. So hi, Robbie. Uh, good, to, good to, good to say hi to you, buddy. Um, but Robbie and, uh, Mike, another guy who's friends with us, uh, all of us got together and, um, we did a pheasant hunt, um, at my workplace, Hoxie Native Seeds, and just had a great time hunting with those guys. Uh, we, uh, did a lot of hiking that day. I think we were, I don't know, maybe around six or seven miles of hiking. Uh, it was really snowy then. We had our like one really cold day in November, and um, there was it was really cold that morning. I think it was nine degrees, and it was super snowy. And uh, we uh, just had a great time pheasant hunting. I think we got four birds that day, maybe, and a rabbit or two rabbits, something like that. Um, so a uh, nice mixed bag day. Just had a great time hunting with Doug and, and you know, just spend time with a guy that I'll be honest with you is one of my conservation heroes. And it's just like a surreal experience to be uh, hunting alongside of him. And then, of course, getting to know Jace and how important his role is for uh, something that is incredibly valuable to myself, which is our deer population here in my home state of Iowa and um, 
then of course the other guys too, as awesome as they are just getting to hunt with them and have my dogs out there hunting. And Jace had his, uh, his, uh, um, young bird dog out there. It was all just really, really awesome and a, and a great time. Uh, so we, we thoroughly enjoyed that, uh, experience that day had, you know, like I said, got a few birds. Oh, and with that, um, I used my grandpa's old 16 gauge that he gave me. And, uh, I, uh, it's a Winchester model 12. I've always loved that, that model of shotgun. And, um, I shot a, uh, my first time I ever fired that gun, I shot a rooster. And it was that day when we were all hunting together for sharing the land. And, um, there will be a film on that soon. Um, so you have to follow me on Instagram. Uh, you'll probably see it posted there at some point, but, uh, yeah, just a, a tremendous time, uh, that day was sharing the, the sharing the land hunt and, uh, the whole process of seeing these guys get invested with what we're doing at Hoxie and, and recorded a couple podcasts with, uh, Doug and, and the guys, uh, well, recorded one with Doug and all the people that participated. And then we did another, um, podcast earlier in the summer with all the guys that came out to help that was in back in August. Uh, but just seeing that process through and we're excited for another year of sharing the land, um, next year. So that was a big highlight. And then of course, um, the mule deer hunt with Caleb and me, um, you guys heard all about the hunt. Um, a lot of first there, uh, was my first out of state tag filled. As I mentioned, it's my first time I've gotten two deer in one year. Uh, that was pretty special. Um, it was, um, my first mule deer. Uh, so a new, another new species added to my list of things that I've, you know, successfully tagged. And, um, you know, just being in that Nebraska prairie was incredibly, incredibly special to me. I work in the prairie reconstruction industry and, um, uh, just being able to see another prairie, an untouched prairie, really, other aside from grazing, um, just just these this ancient landscape that is as it was, um, and uh, to to then of course see the mule deer there and and be you know having that experience, and then also the impressive whitetails that were down in the river bottoms. All of it was just awesome. And then spending that time with Caleb, you know, just a great friend of mine. And, and um, you know, then, of course, we each found a mule deer shed um, just to, like, add add a little extra, you know, cherry on top to the whole experience. That was a lot of fun. And then driving together, recording podcasts on the road. That hunt was a highlight of my 2023 year as well. And so all these great events. And then one last thing that I want to throw in in here. Um, I did hunt the late muzzleloader season this year, and I haven't really said this yet, but I almost got a buck. Uh, I was uh, doing a bunch of still hunting on some public land, and uh, I was hiking around, and uh, I basically ran into a buck. And I, uh, if I had one more second, I could have shot him. But... Uh, uh, we kind of saw each other at the same time, so we spooked. He's pretty wise at this point in the season and being a public land deer. And uh, so came close but but didn't get him. That was pretty cool. But also, um, as I finished up the year, I did some hunting with both my kids. I w- took my son out 
for a late muzzleloader evening hunt. And I took my daughter out for a morning hunt. And both times were just so enjoyable spending that time with them and uh, seeing as they grow up and them wanting to be a part of it. And uh, so that was really special. And then, of course, clear back on opening day of deer season, I took my son Jonas hunting with me. Uh, we did his first ever tree stand hunt in a two-man ladder stand, and he had his little he had his little safety harness on, and and um, you know when I look back at those pictures, he just looks so old and grown up to me, and uh, you know he's he's becoming that he's becoming a hunting buddy in a way, you know he still has so much to learn yet. I don't know if he's going to be able to shoulder a. Uh, uh, you know, a gun for the youth season quite yet. Uh, I hope so. But, um, he's, he's getting close to that point where, you know, another five, six, maybe seven years from now, it'll be kind of a, uh, point where he's not just hunting youth tags anymore. He's getting, you know, his own big boy tags and maybe even going and doing some hunts on his own. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a, you know, kind of makes you a little, uh, watery eyed, I suppose as a parent, but also, uh, you know, excited to, to see him growing up and, and caring about the things that I care about and, you know, sharing those passions. So that's, uh, everything that, that, uh, has been going on here. And, uh, that's been, you know, just a great 2023. Um, I'm so excited for 2024. We might do another pick and bones, uh, here in the next several weeks with some of the co-hosts, anyone I can get on uh, who's available and talk about what we're hoping to accomplish going into 2024. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see what, you know, comes of that. But, um, you know, just looking back in 2023, just incredibly blessed. Such a great hunting season. I hope it was for you as well. And I hope you found this podcast helpful. Um, I hope uh, the information that gets shared on here, the stories you hear, inspire you to go chase your own adventures and have your best seasons that you've ever had before. Um, do remember this podcast is presented by Spartan Forge. Uh, I've used Spartan Forge all season long for all of these hunting stories. Spartan Forge was a critical component of that. If you have not yet gotten on board with what I consider to be the best mapping app there is in the hunting world and what many others consider to be that as well. And also, of course, the deer behavior prediction uh, through artificial intelligence uh, is a uh, uh, really, really handy tool to have uh, with you as well as you do as you hunt your way through a season. You can get all of that in your own pocket on your own device. If uh, you go to the link in the show notes or you can go to my Instagram bio and find a link there as well. And um, uh, it'll take you to uh, the Spark Forge website and you can download the app for your yourself and uh, you can either do a year-long subscription uh, you can just get the maps for free but I'd encourage you to do a subscription either for the the full year or a monthly subscription whichever one works best for you and um, you can you know have the advantage of Spartan Forge as well and then East West Hunts Alex Gruen the best hunt planner there is out there uh, no doubt about that Alex is the man you need to talk to if you need a hunting plan. He will uh, help you with the tag applications. He will help you with um, uh, <clears throat> figuring out all the different uh, legal side of everything. He'll help you out with, uh, uh, you know, 
transportation, where to stay, what gear you need, everything. He will custom fit your experience to what it is exactly that you need. If you think that sounds good for you, if you're ready to do that, just had a podcast listener um, reach out for a free consultation this last week. Um, you should do the same. Just give Alex a call. Go to eastwesthunts.com. Tell him I sent you there. And uh, if you book something with him, you'll save 10% off of whatever it is you book with him. And then finally, Old Barn Taxidermy. So glad to have them come on as a sponsor this year. They've been so good to me. Um, you should definitely take any taxidermy work you need done there if you want it done right. Um, they do the best work that I've seen. It's just incredible what 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 Old Barn will put out and the volume of animals that they handle is just impressive. It shows you how many people trust them and have found the same things that I have coming from that great company. So go to Old Barn Taxidermy. You can find a link for them in these show notes as well. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for a great year of hunting and a great year of podcasting and just uh interacting with you guys if you've never reached out to me before please do i've gotten word from a lot of different listeners through the years and uh and even through this 2023 year that is always the best part so if you haven't yet please reach out to me and and uh let's chat you know let's talk about your successes or maybe questions you have or thoughts you have if you haven't left a five-star review yet and you feel the show is worth it please do that it helps get uh, more listening years on our on on our show here. So, thank you so much, everyone. I uh, hope you have a great start to 2024, and we look forward to new hunting opportunities and stories that are going to come out of this coming year. Until next time, take care and take someone hunting.